Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I want to start with something funny. And um, I heard about this family who lived way back in the woods. And they never left their little town and never watched TV. One day they took a holiday to New York City. The father was showing his son a famous skyscraper. They were so impressed. They were especially intrigued by the elevator. They did not know what it was. An elderly woman walked up and pressed the button and walls opened up. And she stepped into this little room and the walls closed up again. They stood there contemplating what they had just seen. And then a few seconds later, the walls opened up again. And a beautiful young lady of 24 years old stepped out. <laughs> Almost in disbelief, the son said, Dad, what just happened? He said, I don't know, son, but get your mother. <laughs> Some of you get it. Some of you will take a while to get it. Funny, isn't it? I think it's funny. We're doing the Kylo series, and I'm going to have some wonderful scriptures for you tonight. We're kind of, uh, it's end of term, uh, so it's holiday, well, next week's end of term. Holidays are coming up, and it's going to be amazing. And uh, basically, we, are, we have this whole term of the Kylo series, which keep your love on. And it's been this relational thing about building stronger relationships. And we've heard many, many testimonies how God has been building relationships, and it's been absolutely wonderful. In this series, the last three weeks, which is last week and then two weeks back, I did in the morning service, I did a series on culture of honor. And the thing is, though, I, I, I thought, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't preach here that much at night. I want to give you the best of that series, which is within the Kylo series. And so I want you to, um, I was going to put, put your boots on. You already got your boots on, your sneakers. You got nice sneakers too. Nice white ones. I got white ones too. I should uh, do that. But the white ones on some time too. But I like my orange one tonight. And uh, it's very good. So if you're interested in the, in the, in the series of Culture of Honor uh, that I spoke about, it's, gonna, it's still on, on live stream on Facebook. So you can go on and you can still watch it for the last couple of weeks. By the way, my wife did an amazing message this morning on boundaries. And I think everybody's got to see and listen to that message. So go on the Harmony Facebook and you click on the thing and you can see the whole thing. Now I would like you to stand right now because you're going to read some scripture. We're in church so scripture is legal, and we can do it here publicly, which is just amazing, a bit different than in Iran, which is, by the way, one of the greatest revivals happening right now in Iran, and it's just amazing what God is doing, but if you be a Christian there, you can get your head chopped off, so it's not the right place. We don't have that fear here. We can come together without any fear, which is amazing, and we can even say scripture out loud publicly, so we're going to do it all together right now, Romans 12, 9 to, 11 to 21. Here we go. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. 
do not be conceited. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, am I alone? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome the evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is life-giving. Your word gives revelation. And by your Holy Spirit, you reveal the secrets of God. You reveal the power of God. You reveal the things, Lord, to live in truth and to live in great relationships. So bless us as we meditate on on these words. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Very powerful in the scripture. At the end of Romans, uh, Paul talks a lot about relationships. Gets very practical. I want to get very practical here today. I'm going to speak quite fast because you're a young crowd and you know how to cope with this. And I want to keep your attention and I want you to stop looking at my shoes and just look at me and look at the stuff. Okay, key devotion. A key verse right now, Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another and honor one another above yourself. Tonight I want to talk about living with honor. Living with honor as a culture of honor. So what is the basis of our relationship? That's a question. What is the basis of our relationship? Thank you. bit faster, please. Otherwise, it'll be of an hour. Love is the base of our relationship. What is living in harmony? What it looks like, verse 6, living in harmony, excuse the pun. I mean, living in harmony, living in the studio, whatever. Living in harmony look like? It looks like living in love. Living out of love. God is love, and and when we are birthed into the family of God, then we are birthed into love, into beautiful, liquid, 100% love of God. Now, love, we will see in a minute, love is is helpful because it sustains kingdom life. It helps us. It's the basis of our church life and life together with our relationship. Love is this thing that holds us together. But one of the greatest manifestations of love is honor. Honor is one of the great revelations and expressions of love. Love is the way God lives together. How can God live together? Because God is three in one, one in three. You've got the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Trinity, they call it. Trinity is not in the Bible, but the, the fathers of the faith call it the Trinity. It's not in the Bible, actually. Well, like I said before, just that you'd wonder. But the thing is, though, it is Trinity because God is one, one in three, and three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit living together. They even call it a perichoresis. Everybody say perichoresis. Anybody know what perichoresis is? The Trinity, what is it? That's right, it's the divine dance of the Trinity. It's a beautiful uh, picture that a Russian painter made of the Trinity like this. It's called the perichoresis, which is the dance. And through Jesus Christ, if you're a Christian, through Jesus Christ, we've been brought into the Trinity. We've been brought into the actual dance of God. But if God is love, then they relate together in love, perfect love. But one of the great things of perfect love is honor. They live in constant honor of one another, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Honor is a core value of heaven. Now, I love it so much, and you see it online right now, is that honor is the attitude that releases and it sustains kingdom living, church living, Christian living. It is so incredibly powerful, and it attracts heaven into your world. You see after, at the end of this, that you see that it is so powerful. The whole thing of honor 
attracts heaven, God himself, the supernatural reality of God, into your own life. Into your relationship. See, honor is an attitude that says, I will love you no matter what. I say it as weddings at, at weddings all the time. I will love you no matter what. I am devoted to you no matter what. I will honor you no matter what. Honor is so powerful. But it goes even more. Look at this. It says here, I will honor you above myself. Not just I will honor you. I will honor you above myself. Well, what does that look like? I mean, it seems incredible in this world right now, in this incredible selfish world that we live in, honoring somebody above yourself seems quite, almost quite strange, really, and like a bit foreign. Well, that's how God is. He is like this. Can you imagine if everybody lives like this? I will honor you above myself. An incredible humility for one. But it's very, very powerful. Romans 12, 10 says this. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers and members of one family. Try and outdo. Everybody say outdo. Outdo yourself in respect and honor to one another. Hey, there is some competition in the Bible. You can actually try and get better at somebody else. And it's actually legal. You know what God says? You can try and outdo each other in respect and outdo each other in love and outdo each other in honor because you can never honor somebody enough. Man, you're a hot crowd. Come on, guys. Be excited about this. This is so powerful. You can never honor anybody else like this. It is so powerful. It's limitless. Some things you can't do because it will hurt other people. It's really bad for you. But one thing you can do, and he said, do outdo others in respect to honor and respect compete. This is wonderful. The NLT says this, the New Living Translation, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Does everybody love scripture? I'm going to have a lot of scripture here tonight. I love scripture. I love scripture. Honor. Honor. Honor is so life-giving to other people. Honor enables our relationships. It protects our relationship. It empowers our relationships. It is so incredibly powerful. Now, I want to say something here about honor. You know, we honor because we are honorable people and not because the other person actually has earned the right or deserves to be honored. Now, I'll come to that, that everybody has value, everybody deserves to be honored. But not is what they do. It is not about behavior. Honor is not actually about behavior. Honor is about an attitude that we have Towards other people. It is the attitude that God has towards us. He always loves us. He always will honor us, even though our behavior is not always perfect. Right? Amen. Good. Peter. See, it's who we are. You don't have to pretend to kind of give honor. It is who you are. If you are a Christian here, you have been born of God, which means you've been born of love, which means you've been born of honor. It is right at the core of your value system. It's right behind your belly button that I always talk about. It is the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. In some ways, you can't help it. The only problem is we don't always live this way. But it is a core value of heaven, and it is the value system of heaven. It is the way that we are called to treat one another and particularly to treat the world out there who don't even know God. They don't even have this flow of love. They don't even have this flow of honor pulsating through their lives. Amen? 
Honor is the glue of our relationships. The glue it keeps our relationships healthy, vibrant. It's the antidote against gossiping and backbiting, falseness. What I love about honor too is this. Honor actually receives from other people. It draws from other people's gifts. I think it's one of the most powerful things that honor does in your life. It draws from other people and receives. Jesus Christ, he was doing some things, some ministry uh, in his home uh, town. But there he could not do many miracles. It says in Mark 6, he couldn't do many miracles. The reason why he couldn't do many miracles is because of a lack of honor. And so basically, if they had had honor, if they would have honored Jesus with the gift that was on his life, they would have been healed. They would have received the stuff, restoration, healing, whatever they needed from him. But because of lack of honor and because of pride and because of things in their lives, they would not acknowledge and they did not draw through honor. From honor through honor, you can draw from each other gifts. Hey, I honor you. I really like what you have. I want some of your stuff, you know. You can honor. You can draw from other people's lives. It is so incredibly powerful. It releases stuff into our lives. The Bible says in Matthew 10 that if you welcome or honor a prophet, that you get a prophet's reward. Now, some of you may not know what a prophet is. Maybe you've never been in church before. A prophet is somebody, and, and prophesying and prophesying is something that is in the Bible talks about, you know, listening to God. What is God saying about a particular person and then speaking it over that person? It could be, it's always very encouraging, upbuilding, uplifting, bringing life to somebody else. And so it says here, if you honor a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. When you say, yes, I acknowledge you as a prophet, as somebody who hears from God, what have you got to say to me? You will start receiving from that person what God is saying about you, which is absolutely blaming. Oh, awesome. Who doesn't want to hear what God wants to say about you? I mean, you already know what he wants to say about you and what he says about you in the scriptures. But still, the right now word of God is so incredibly powerful. You know, there's so many scriptures about honoring that releases life and heaven and goodness into your life. Here are a few. Ephesians 6, 2 to 3. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And it is that, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life in the earth. Honoring your father and mother is not just a good idea. I know it's a good idea, but it's not just a good idea. It is an, an eternal divine ordinance that God has given to us. He loves generations. God is into generations. And when we start honoring generations, life flows through it. And divine impartation comes because God will honor your honor. Honor. He will honor your honor in this case. And there's a promise. What's the promise? That you may go well and that you may long live a long life in the earth. You want to live a long life in the earth? Then honor your father and your mother. Now, it doesn't mean that you agree with everything they do or don't do. Some of you have had parents who were not even there. You don't even know your parents, right? Some of us have had abusive parents, Right? And no, no parent is, is, is perfect. So we've always had some parent that is not, you know, something wanting in our lives, right? But that, again, like I said before, honor is not given because they are so awesome. Although when they're awesome, you can honor them. But honor is given because they are your parents. You wouldn't be here without your parents. 
So God wants to honor the generations, and you are here because of your parents. Now, because of their brokenness and what happened in their lives, and some of you don't even know what happened. I heard of my father. I mean, I had, I had abuse in my life, but my father had abuse in his life. And when I heard what happened to him later on, it was terrible. But I didn't know that most of my life. I had no clue that he may have reacted and done stuff in his life, in my life, just because of stuff. He didn't abuse me, by the way. It's just, um, you know, this is in his life, the way he reacts to me or things happen. I don't know. Everybody is broken. You're broken. I'm broken. And we come from a past. We all have a past. Right? But honor doesn't say like, hey, I'm going to honor you because of who you are and because I'm an honorable person. I'm going to actually honor you. I'm not going to be, and I'll see it in a minute. I'm, I'm going to ask about myself a little bit too much. I'm saying something about this in a second. But it's so important that we honor, not because we agree or that we condone any, any, uh, any particular behavior that they may involve. It's not about that. It's about a motivation. It's about an attitude. I will honor you, even though there's stuff in your life that I don't necessarily like. And what happens then when you do so and when your heart changes in that regard? Things are changing. I've seen so many relationships change when honor is expressed and the walls come down and love starts flowing and healing starts flowing. Restoration comes in your life. Amen? Proverbs 3, 3 10 is very important on the whole finance thing. And I wish people would get this, you know. I mean, I talk about it all the time, but people, some people just don't, still don't get this. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of all your income. Then, everybody say then. Amen. Then. Your barns will be full and your vets will overflow with fresh wine. Honoring God with your first fruits, with your money, releases heaven and abundance into your life. Now, I know finance is one of the hardest things to talk about in church. I'm kind of over it in the sense of being sensitive to it. Aren't we, John? Because it is so incredibly um, contrive to people it, 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 it binds people I want everybody to really know how it works because I want you to be set free now one of the things that is the most important thing to learn it's just in the Bible right here please do it for me do it for God do it for your fellow people do it for your household when we give our first part of our income to God then the rest is anointed, is holy. Because the first part is holy. God actually calls in other scriptures, he calls it, that's holy, it's mine. It's not yours, mine. And when we give it to God, normally we call it about tithing, 10%, some people give 20%, whatever it is, doesn't matter percent. It's, like, it, it's the first part of your income. When you get $500, $50 is yours, not even mine. And I give it to God. First goes into the church, then goes into missions. You give it. You give it. Not because the church needs it, now, we do need it because that's how Jesus runs his church. In the same way that the government has tax, we have tithe. That's how the churches run. But the thing is, it's not that thing. It's about you setting you free to actually be released. Because with the 90 or 80%, you will do more than 100% what you would normally keep. And most people, no, not most people, not in this church, a lot of people in the world never find it. They never find the blessing that is involved with honoring God with your first fruits because it's an ordinance. 
It's just how it works. God's stamp is all over it. Loving your enemies, Matthew 5. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do go to hate you, pray for those who spiritually abuse, spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of the Father in heaven. So many times we want to take justice into our own hands. And God says, don't do it. we got to trust God. Our job is not to criticize people, to judge people. Our job is to love people. Our job is to honor people. Even when we honor our enemies. If your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness. If he's thirsty, give him to drink. For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience. And God will reward you with favor. Let no, let, never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Honor releases God's favor into your life. Intervention comes. Divine intervention. Spiritual unction comes through your life. We will put Jesus first in our lives. Amen? Amen. Come on. Have a drink break. Jesus first in our lives. I love the whole thing of honor. You know why? Because it focuses on the other person. And oh, we find it's too hard. This is not that sexy, isn't it? Talk about this, right? And it really is not, you know, because I've got to look after other people. We actually got to look to other people now. Well, what about me? Right? That is so in the world. What about me? Come on, be honest. Only three of you say, yes, yes, he's actually honest. Come on, I love this whole thing. Folks, honor one another above yourself. You can't honor other people without actually looking at other people and thinking about other people. How on earth can you honor other people if you don't think about other people? The Bible says there's only one debt that we owe everybody else and your next to neighbor right here for the rest of your life. We can't pay off this debt. You know what this debt is? Love. Love, love, dun, 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 love. Beatles completely had it. Love, love, love. You want to prove? Verse 8, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The whole law of the Old Testament, all the 613 law, everything is fulfilled by love. Love does not sin. Love is perfect. Love Acts kindly with other people. It's powerful. The passion says love and value others the same way you love and value yourself. I've talked about I'll value yourself some other time. Please value yourself. God loves you and he values you. But today, and we talked about it before, but the whole worship thing is wonderful. To receive God's love is wonderful, but we got to make sure that we actually love out, right? Because love is always out looking. That's why I love that honor actually adds value to somebody else. I love this. Honor adds value to other people. It sees their potential. It sees their encouragement. It sees when they're down, they go after them. And they're always out looking. They're always supporting other people. I love it. I love it in church because we are like this. Everywhere I go, and, and Catherine and I, for us to pastor this church, is an amazing privilege because we can see people. With acts of kindness. There's some people in this room, like Kathleen, it's just they're angels. The way they blessed our lives in the last month or so, it's just been incredible. It just makes you cry. There's people out there who will go out of their way, out of their own way, to actually minister to other people. But surely, that's what God is like. Surely, that is what we're all called to do. is to step away from our own self and to look after other people. Philippians 2.3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Bummer! Here it is again. Value other people above yourself. That means like you first got to value yourself, otherwise you can't even value somebody else. Otherwise you say, ah, 
you know, I love you and value you, but what about me? No, 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 you're amazing. You're so valued, and this talk is not about that. Just know, and just know that you're valued by God, the love of God. You're just amazing. You're his, 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 the eye of all this kind. It's wonderful. But value others above yourself. Here it goes, more. Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart, but in authentic humility. Look at this, guys. Put others first and view others as more important than yourself. Man! It keeps on going, and I only have a few scriptures like this. The whole Bible is like this. Put others above yourself. Put others first. They're more important than yourself. I mean, how more practical can you get? Right? I mean, if we would live this way, the whole world would be unbelievable. But I mean, it starts with us, right? It starts with you and me. I've been incredibly challenged to the whole Kylo series, but particularly the whole thing of honor. It's just so incredibly powerful that i got to lay my life down for you. Well, that's a big deal. You can talk about it and I'll spiritualize all this stuff. But what about, what does it really mean to lay my life down for you? What does it really mean for me to actually go beyond myself and to actually love on you? This week, I did several things in my life to go to, to certain people which I, had, I would not receive anything from. Actually, the opposite. But I said, God, I want to just lay my life down because they need my help. Brought flowers. Just bless them. Just overwhelm somebody. See, God does it all the time. He is in the perpetual overwhelmer. He just brings flowers all the time to your life. Angels. Things are happening all the time in your life. Some people we don't, don't think we don't even acknowledge. He's all the time thinking about you. He doesn't think about himself. He thinks he's awesome. He knows he's awesome. But he thinks about you because you're awesome too. How can we become the same? How can we be a church that is so loving, so kind, so honoring that people in the world say, wow, it even says in the Bible, they will know us by our love because it's so different than other people's love. Other people's love is so selfish. But we have a love that is from God. Who are you adding value to today? It's a good question. It's a question to you today. Who are you adding value to today? I love it, you know, because if we start thinking about looking, adding value, then you're not thinking about yourself. This is the best antidote against selfishness. Who, that's maybe a thing for you to do this week, homework. Who can you add value to this week? Go out of your way. Like really out of your way. They don't receive anything from you. You don't, sorry, you, they don't, you don't receive anything from them. There's no reason why you have to do something. The only reason is just to love others. And there we Love others above ourselves. Above the cash register at the countdown. Wow. That's why I love the prophetic so much, because the prophetic speaks to people's lives. That's why Paul talks about the prophetic. He says, I wish all of us prophesied. Because it brings out the best in people. It calls out life. It calls out promise. It calls out the gold in people. God loves bringing that. God is a, is a people builder. God is a people builder. He always looks to build people. Jesus, all he did, did was just looking to build people. How can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I heal you? How can I destroy the devil in you? How can I give truth into you in love? Always what he did was to look to build a people. I'm so sick of negative people. I love it. The interns have to, on purpose, they have to do a, a negativity fast on a regular basis. And I said the other day, I said, I think we should do one forever. Why, why? It's overrated negativity. 
It's not even, it's from the devil. He's negative. God is good. God is positive, devil negative. Devil negative, God positive. Okay? So let's stay with the positive and not be in the negative. It's so easy to be negative. It is so easy like this. See, in a culture of honor, we celebrate who the person is, but we don't stumble of, 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 of the way they are not. Now, this is very important because all of us have beautiful things in our lives, right? And so we say, celebrate, whoa, amazing, amazing, amazing. But then somebody makes a mistake. Somebody falls down. Somebody sins. Some, some things happen. Ooh. And how do we react when something like this happens in people's lives? What do we do? What do we do? We can do two things. We can either start rejecting them or we can start bringing life into those kind of people who need our help. See, it just totally depends what lens you are looking through. Because if we look with the lens of God, when we start honoring, we start looking with the lens of God. So what does your lens look like? Excuse the pun. What does your lens look like? Because when we start looking with the lens of God, it is absolutely very, very powerful. Then we don't get offended so quickly. We choose to see the best in people and we don't stumble over the little things. Because all of we have it. Can you imagine if all of us start stumbling over the 1% that we're struggling with? See, God doesn't stumble over your sin, over your stuff, over your past. He doesn't. He never has. He never will. You know what he does do? He says, I love you so much. I want this to go. And I want to bring you forth in this. I've got this for you. And he just, he just looks for all the good things in you and brings it out. And then he kind of also kicks back the things that are not very good. Because he knows how it trips you up. It's not good for you. Takes us out, you know. God does it all the time with us. And so we are called to do it with other people in the same way. Honor looks like highlighting, exposing people's value, people's destiny, people's beauty. Isn't that wonderful? If we all, can you imagine if we all do that? Now, I'm not saying that I'm doing it perfectly. My wife's sitting here. She's probably thinking, how on earth can you even speak about this, Gideon? Who are you, you know, to, to say this, you know? And we can all say that, right? We can all say this. But I'm just saying what God is saying. And I'm challenged as much as you are about this. It actually has changed my life. This week it changed my life because my lens has changed. I actually want to change. And if the one thing home take home today is maybe that God will change your lens. So I am not going to look for myself anymore. I'm not going to look for my own needs anymore because God will provide all my needs from riches and glory. You can trust as a Christian. You can trust that God will provide all your needs as long as you walk with him, put it first. It's all good. But what about us starting to look at other people? What kind of lens are we saying? Okay, why are you looking? If we look all the time, where are the opportunities to be a blessing? In YWAM, we used to have Angel Mortal Week. That in that week, and I love to do it in church, but we still haven't done it in church. I would love to do it one time. That, is it for one week? Yeah, one week. So this week, you've got to basically find an angel, somebody, and you just they, they don't know you're the angel, and you just bless them in all kinds of ways. They don't even know who's doing it, and they're just freaking out the whole time because all these blessings everywhere come to the house. There's a flower here, and a chocolate here, and there's a voucher here. And, What's happening with my life? But it's like a secret angel. Isn't that cool that we can all do this? Uh, I see how excited you are about this whole thing, uh, you know? <laughs> But the thing is, though, I, I suggest that's nice for a week, but I suggest that we have a lifestyle like this. Don't worry. God will provide for you. Don't worry. You're not going to miss out. That's an orphan spirit. That's not son. That's an orphan spirit. There's way enough for you, too. Don't worry. We start giving stuff away. I'm preaching good, guys. Yeah, this is good stuff. 
This is so deep and so powerful. If we start living this way, man, it will completely change all of our lives. It will change the church. It will change Christ's church. And it will change this nation. Can the band come up, please? One of the hardest things is to start loving people that you have trouble with. The people who hate you. The people who are enemies with you. But Jesus is very good at that, by the way, because he loves your enemy. Go the second mile. React in the opposite spirit. Put Paul Cole on the head. They start, wow, this is amazing. Your generosity is just, what's going on here? It's wonderful. It's the hardest thing for us to, to love people and to love, to honor people that make mistakes around us. And you make the mistake, you make the mistake 10 times. You're still making that mistake. I hate you. To keep in that attitude of, hey, I love you. That mistake is happening because there's something broken in your life. But I'm not, going to, I'm not going to look at that brokenness, but I'm going to look at how awesome you are in God. And I'm going to pull out that awesomeness. And I know after a while that mistake will go. It will go because it doesn't belong in your life. And when we start not rejecting people and get offensive people and bet all this kind of stuff, you know, chip on our shoulder and church this and people that or whatever your attitude thing. And we start saying no the other way around. Then we become a, a life giver. And, you know, then you start to partner with God. And then you, you, you and I start to reshape people's lives. And we bring them into their destiny and their purpose. And I think it's one of the most beautiful things that we can do is to bring people into their destiny, into their healing, into the things that God has for them. Most beautiful in every way. Let's not stumble over the things that people do to you. Let's not stumble over people's opinions. So easy. Opinions. Everybody has opinions. The whole world has opinions. America is divided just right in the middle by opinions. Pro-Trump against Trump. Everything is opinions. Abortion, pro-abortion, abortion, homosexuality. Whatever the issues are, everybody of the nations are divided by that. Our opinions. Now we are allowed our opinions. You have to have your opinions. And you can fight for your opinions. But I suggest in what way are we fighting with our opinions? See, if we, if we negate other people's opinions and we rubbish other people's opinions and you stuff other people, your opinion in other people's throats and you start pushing it down, it's not very honoring, it's not very loving. What about honoring their opinion even though you don't agree with it? It's the hardest thing in life. Hey, I want to defend my opinion. But what about their opinion? They have got a reason why they have an opinion. doesn't mean you have to agree with it. But we can honor the people and have a right attitude. I made a mistake a couple of years ago. I finished with that. I had a, um, <clears throat> I came into some revelation in my faith about a new identity in Christ and new covenant theology. And I was just, I was changed forever. I just loved my life and I loved the church and it changed my life, it changed our church. But in my heart, I was negative to other, particularly one other church. And I, I actually put them down and I criticized them because you don't have that, what I have. It's a pride. And the thing is, one day, God said to me, Gideon, it is more important to be loving than to be right. And you know, that really changed my heart. I started to cry. I said, Lord, I've got to fix this. And I went to the pastor of the other church, because he knew. And I said, I'm really, really sorry. Will you please forgive me for all the stuff that I did to you and your church? I was not loving to you. I'm trying to be right. It was pride. And the relationship was restored. It was a very, very powerful moment. See, the thing is, though, thinking that I am right 
does not give me the right to enforce, enforce my rightness. Because it can be really denigrated to somebody else. It can be really dishonoring to somebody else. It can be very judgmental for somebody else. We are called to live in love. Live in love. I love this, this scripture, one of my favorite one in the Kylo. In Romans 14 it says, so then make it your top priority, a top priority to live a life of peace and harmony in your relationships. Eagerly, look at this, seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. I tell you, when we have that kind of attitude of seeking to love, strengthen, encourage, bless other people, build up other people, you will not have time for selfishness. You will not have time for pushing your rightness and your stuff. And I pray that we as a church become such an incredible, loving church, honoring church, that this culture of honor will just permeate everything that we do, everything that we are. And that through this, we will see very strong marriages, very strong friendships, very strong relationships in every way. Amen? Why don't we stand for a moment and pray. Father, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit, the life giver inside of us, the most honorable person alive in the universe. Lord, our desire is to love you more than anything else. Our desire is to honor you above everything. And for you to empower us, Lord, to love other people the way you want us to love them. To honor other people the way you want us to honor them. Lord, may we add value to other people. May we be life givers. May we be good seekers. May we find good things in people and not stumble over the things that we're still working on. To be like Jesus in this real practical way which will change our lives and which will help to reshape and bless and encourage other people's lives. Lord, strengthen us in this time. Help us, Lord, to, like I had to go, Lord, to this pastor. Help us, all of us have relationship like that. Help us to go and humble ourselves before other people that we've hurt. We've not acknowledged, we've not honored their opinion or their behavior or in the sense of their, who they are. And we've stumbled over behavior. Lord, may we call those people and say, listen, I want to say that I love you. I honor you. And let restoration come into all relationships in our church in the name of Jesus.